everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are looking at Matthew 15 and Mark 7. So basically what's going on here is Jesus is going to get into an argument uh, with the Pharisees about the way that they have changed some laws and they have some traditions that go beyond God's word. And then we're also going to get into kind of a controversial story, I guess. Like if you read this story for face value, it seems incredibly offensive uh, where Jesus is going to call a woman a dog. And even in the original language here in the Greek, uh, it's not nice. He's using like a very rude term uh, to describe this woman. And it seems like what he's doing is not very Jesus-like. So I'm excited to dive into two of these stories. Uh, the, the, the first one, uh, you can see in Matthew 15, uh, starting in verse 1, and then also in Mark 7, uh, starting, I think, there in verse 1 as well. There's this issue of Jesus' disciples not washing their hands, uh, which is kind of gross. Like, basically, the Pharisees come to Jesus, and they say, hey, uh, we have a question, because we noticed that your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was reading over that today and just like, oh, that's a little bit odd, actually. Like, why are Jesus' disciples the sloppy ones that don't wash their hands before they eat? It's kind of gross. And Jesus comes at them saying, uh, why do you follow these traditions, basically, instead of doing what God says? And he uses this example of what they're currently teaching. Uh, He says, the law says, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Uh, Basically, what's going on here is Jesus is calling out a tradition that's in place Uh, that basically allows people to not have to care for their parents anymore. So it was this really odd religious way of releasing people from responsibility for their parents. So where God in the law says, you've got to care for your parents, you've got to take care of them, you've got to honor them, that does not finish or end um, when you leave the home, like you've got to continually honor your parents, uh, you can understand that that was like a little bit inconvenient to some people at some times. Like if they want to pursue kind of this selfish, self-centered lifestyle that's not concerned for their parents, if they have aging parents and they don't want to be distracted from their life mission and life goal for caring for them, uh, they would just say that they are now dedicated to God. So it was this sort of I don't God-centered mirage Uh, that allowed you to look like you were really faithful, but actually was a way of skirting what the word says. And so Jesus is calling them out directly, saying, well, you don't care what God's word says anyway. You make up all kinds of new traditions and laws to avoid them. So I think what's interesting about this one is that the example that Jesus uses specifically, a lot of times we see laws where the Pharisees are making it even more difficult to get close to God. 
So like where where tithing would be an example where where God's people were expected to give their first and best to God, the Pharisees would say, "Well, you actually need to tithe um your spices." Like you need to take this to extreme lengths to make sure you're definitely perfect. That's not really the case here. What's the case here is that they have developed this really unique and convenient law that releases them from doing difficult things to honor God. And I think it's really it's really interesting to me uh, in our modern age because I think there are a lot of Christian traditions like that. I think there are many things that we say are in place to honor God but actually are not. They actually exist to drive us further away from God. I guess I think specifically about different conversations I've had with people uh, where they have this uh, idea of really like Christian freedom. You know, like, well, I, I'm, I'm free as a Christian. I don't need to be going to a church because I just enjoy so much communion with the Lord at home. Or, um, you know, I just, I just really just need Jesus in my life. I just really need Jesus so much. I just can't be bothered uh, with reading the word because the word really distracts me from Jesus. And I want Jesus so much that I just worship. I, I just sing with him. I just spend time with him. I can't be bothered or distracted by the word. That's probably like two examples that I can think of off the top of my head. I think there's other examples with uh, giving, um, you know, just how you spend your time, what kind of decisions you make. And maybe you guys have some ideas too of what this looks like. Uh, but this idea of man-made stuff that looks good, but actually is about skirting around what God requires. And so we're just as good as it now as they were then. So basically Jesus calls them blind guides. He says, hey, when the blind lead the blind, everybody falls in a pit. So then he makes this case that it's not what goes into you, it's what comes out of you that makes you unclean. Again, Jesus is kind of dialing up that your character is what matters the most, not how you look, um, not how you appear to other people, but who you actually are. And who you actually are is is what comes out of you. So when you say hurtful things, it's because you're hurtful on the inside. When you do sinful things, it's because you're sinful on the inside. And so Jesus is making this case that, hey, it's cool that you have all those traditions, um, but you're using all those traditions to mask the fact that you're actually wicked on the inside. So I think a, a simple your part for us today is to make sure that we're authentic in our faith and we're not using religious appearances to cover up the fact that we're actually not close to Jesus at all. And we want to be really careful about that because we want to have a spirit inside of us. We want to have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we want to have like strong character and um, and like a, like a strong sense of Jesus in us so that that comes out of us. And I think it's it's pretty clear that when when you're not centered and when you're not focused on Christ, uh, what comes out of you is also not centered and also not focused on Christ. So that one seems pretty straightforward, actually. Uh, and then we get into this weird story. Uh, Jesus kind of goes out, off um, into Tyre, which is sort of outside of his normal ministry area. And he's approached by this woman when he's trying to hide out and be kind of low-key. And this woman's daughter has a demon. Now, this woman is a, is a Gentile. She's a Greek. Um, some different scholars believe that she must have been a pretty rich, influential, affluent Greek woman because she's independent. Uh, she is, at least from what the text says, she's not there with her husband. Um, she very boldly approaches Jesus and asks Jesus to cast a demon out of her daughter. And Jesus' response is, hey, you're a dog. Uh, I'm not here to give blessings to dogs. 
And so you can look at this and you can be offended. Uh, I have heard people teach this, that this is where Jesus is being a racist and this woman helps Jesus repent of his racism. That is nonsense. That is completely ridiculous. So if you hear somebody talking about that, don't listen to them. Um, because they're just reading this for face value. They're not actually digging into what's going on here. So Jesus, uh, we've talked about in the past, is so focused on his mission to the Jews out of obedience to his father. The gospel comes first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. And so we really, like, we see uh, glimpses of the Gentiles coming to faith. I think we see that with the um, the demon-possessed man at the Decapolis. We talked about him a couple days ago. I think we see that here with this Syrophoenician woman. Um, and I think there's, there's going to be a couple more instances where there are Gentiles um, who are aware of who Jesus is, and they're drawn to who Jesus is. But Jesus overwhelmingly is interested in bringing the kingdom to the Jews. And then overwhelmingly so, it's going to be Paul that's going to reach out to the Gentiles. And actually, just fun fact, Mark's gospel is focused also on kind of what Jesus is doing for Gentiles. And so that could be one of the reasons Mark focuses on this story. Um, but what Jesus is saying to, to this woman is he's reminding her of his mission. He's saying, hey, I don't have time to deal with all these Gentile issues. You're, you're a Greek. You're not who I'm here for. And so he says this thing about uh, dogs, like dogs don't eat at the table. And the woman presses him and says, well, yeah, but even the dogs get the crumbs. And what a lot of scholars believe is that Jesus is actually testing her faith to some degree here to see if she is the real deal. We've seen many times where Jesus um, tells someone that their faith has healed them because they believed in Jesus, uh, they received what they were asking for. And so a lot of scholars believe that that is what's going on here with Jesus using some some pretty harsh language uh, to see if this woman is going to press in and believe who he is. And she does do that. She says, like, essentially, please give me some scraps because I need you to work in my daughter's life. And Jesus does work in her daughter's life. The, the little girl is um, clear of the demon. The demon comes out of her. And when this woman returns home, she finds her daughter well. So it's a pretty cool story of Jesus um, casting a demon out of a little girl when she's not even present at all. So he's doing this from afar, and it is a Gentile's daughter uh, who this happens to. So this is uh, somebody outside of the, the Jewish world that believes in Jesus, that has faith in Jesus as a healer, and receives healing because of it. So it's it's a pretty cool story. Um, you do need to be careful with how you handle it. If you're confused by it, I encourage you to continue to dig into it. Uh, don't just look up stuff on uh, TikTok or YouTube or something. Uh, pick up a Bible commentary and read about what's going on. So as always, uh, it's more important that you read God's word than that you listen to our words. Um, but that's kind of what we have for today. So I think one thing, uh, as far as your part, just be careful about appearing like you're following Jesus, make sure you actually really are, um, because it's not how you look that's going to save you. It's what you believe and what's what's going on inside of you. And so I think just want to encourage you to stay away from just trying to look good, but actually um, believe well and live well. And then the second thing is just uh, always the importance of interpreting scripture well. This woman uh, is not being um, a victim of a racist rant from Jesus. Rather, Jesus is testing her faith and rewarding her faith. Talking about the Syrophoenician woman. So uh, there's a lot here, and I uh, hope you get something out of it. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. 
Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Matthew chapter 15. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites! Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to a district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire and her daughter was healed instantly. Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee, and he went up on the mountain and sat down there. And great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet, and he healed them. So that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to go to get enough bread at such a desolate place to such a great crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven, and a few small fish. And directing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, And having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were all satisfied. 
and they took up the seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Those who ate were four thousand men, beside the women and children. And after sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went again to the region of Magadan. Mark chapter 7 Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as washing of the cups and the pots and the copper vessels and the dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the traditions of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or mother, Whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or his mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, all understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding. Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this statement you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed with the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre, and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephaphratha, that is, be opened and his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak.
Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.